0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and way that he can. It's Mike Franciso. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Ton Francesca on the fan on this uh, Tuesday, the ninth day of April. So we have another champion. Now we can uh, head towards Augusta. We got plenty of baseball. The NFL draft is starting to inch closer. We have a lot of stuff there, the Masters. Uh, basketball, the NBA playoffs, just about ready to get going. So it's busy time right now. A lot of a lot of stories all the way. Coaching situations. UCLA has a new coach. Kind of an odd choice. And I, I know Cronin for a long time. I know him for, he's a good coach, a very good coach. There's just certain people that kind of see what UCLA. He the fits or it doesn't fit. So top of, that just doesn't feel comfortable for me. But that's okay. I mean, he's a good coach. There's no question. He, a really good. Really solid, underrated coach. Um, Odd choice, though. Very odd choice. But they they were running fast and furious for coaches. They really were. Um, Last night's game, which, listen, if your title game goes to overtime and gets tied up by a three with 12 seconds left, you got a hell of a game. And you had a hell of a game last night. These kids uh, put on a show over the weekend. All three games were wild. Uh, That's all you can ask for is close games in these situations. That's what you got. Uh, again, I know that there's some minor controversy here. Uh people didn't want the the Moretti play overturned. I don't know how you didn't want it overturned. I mean it was and I wasn't rooting one way or the other. Uh, to me, I don't know how you didn't overturn it. I mean he clearly had his hand. I don't know what he want to do there. Uh you know, tell, say that we're not gonna overturn it. Right, we don't overturn this play. Historically we don't overturn it, so we're not gonna overturn it. Makes no sense to me. It was clearly off his hand. Um did, did have an impact on the game, no question about it, uh, as did a million other things. Um, the amazing irony here was that Texas Tech, which was the best defensive team that we have seen in this tournament in a long time, one of the better ones we've seen in recent years, uh, I would not call them the best, because to me, to, to be in An all-time team. You have to either be incredibly ferocious on the back line where you have an incredible shot blocker, the likes of a Ewing in college or a Bill Walton, uh, or have a guy on the front who can just dominate like Gene Smith did, who was the best on the ball defender I've ever seen in college basketball in my life uh, for Georgetown. Um, They didn't have that, but they did have a very good defense, and they made a fatal mistake. Again, it comes down how many games I saw pl- uh, decided because of how coaches decided or didn't decide to play with three-point leads in this tournament. And here you had, after the two free throws go through, and give the players on both sides credit for making their free throws, and give the bigs credit for making their free throws, you had a lot of bigs go to the line late. And make free throws. And they were like 65% shooters. And they went there and they knocked them down. And they're up three points. And Jerome beats this guy to the basket. And he's got a dunk. And instead of letting him have that dunk, which would have meant you're inbound on the ball if you're Texas Tech plus one, which is what you could expect to happen. And I think Jerome went to the basket thinking he was going to dunk it. They run two guys off, off, the player in the corner and and leave them wide open and run them to Jerome to stop the two, which makes absolutely zero sense in that spot. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, why why would you, you're not taught to do that. After the game, Beard talked about how, hey, there's no way we're taught to play that, that way. We don't ever play it that way. So they're not taught to play it that way. And instead, they run him off, leave Hunter open in the corner, wide open. So Jerome says, heck, I'm not going to take this dunk. I'm going to give it to Hunter for the three. Draws two men to him. Hunter hits the three. They get a defensive stand. They get that crazy play where Virginia should have had the ball with three seconds left instead, calling timeout. The ball rolls out of bounds. Uh, That was I never saw anything like that in my life. Uh, And they had to block another shot. And then we get to overtime. Mooney hits the three. That puts them up three points. And from that point, Virginia goes on an 11-0 run. 75-73 is where the Moretti play happens. Instead of it being Tech ball down two, it's Virginia ball plus two. They get Guy back to the foul line, make a couple of free throws. Now it's four and away we go, and then we're on their way to a national championship. Uh, That's how it ended. Uh, Hunter was great in the second half. I said at halftime when I went up on the app, I said, it's Hunter or Culver who's going to show up in the second half. It was Hunter. Culver showed up, but Hunter not only played Culver, he held Culver to 5 for 21, while Hunter missed, I think, one shot in the second half, made the big three, wound up with 27 points, and played a terrific game. And Hunter, Guy, and Jerome. Jerome fills up the the box with 16, 6, and 8. Hunter, Guy, who was the MVP or the MOP of the Final Four, gets the 24 points. They all make their free throws. And Hunter winds up with 27 points with a big second half and plays great in that game. The three of them play great. The Texas Tech got an enormous lift from Francis. As a matter of fact, if Francis and Edwards hadn't gotten hot, that game at two different junctures would have been a blowout. There were two times where Virginia was about to take 10-point leads and turn them into 15s where Francis and Edwards kept, kept Texas Tech in the game. And those two guys scored 29 points off the bench, outscored the, uh, the uh, Virginia bench 29 to 6. And those two guys were terrific. I thought Francis was their best player in the game that night. I thought he was their best player in the game. Odom was clearly not 100%, which we talked about yesterday. Uh, excuse me, Owens, rather, was not, uh, Tariq Owens was not nearly 100%, which clearly hurt them. He was, you know, he is such a good uh, rim protector. I think he's a pro. uh, And he's a really solid player. And having Tariq not healthy, I think, really hurt. And he was clearly hurting. I don't think there's any question about that. But we knew that going in that that was going to be the case. And I thought there were times where Virginia executed their offense brilliantly. And then late in the one thing that was a fatal flaw for Virginia, when they had leads in the final five minutes, they stopped playing. They start trying to melt the game and and start running those possessions 30 feet from the basket and winding up taking horrific shots, three and four straight possessions, and wind up letting the other team back in the game. They did it against Auburn, did it again last night against Texas Tech. Both times where they had big leads, they, they just melted them away with stop playing. When they played in the second half when Virginia ran their offense, they ran it to perfection. I mean, they were they were way over fifty percent in the second half. Matter of fact, both teams shot the ball very, very well against good defenses in the second half. You know, the offenses did were really good in this game. They really were. I mean, both teams shot well from three. Forty five percent. Well, Virginia shot really well, forty five percent. Tech shot forty three from the floor, but only thirty three from the uh, from three. But they did make their free throws. Both teams did, and. They had their runs. I thought the difference for Tech was their bench was unbelievable. As I said, Francis and Edwards, 29 points off the bench was enormous for them. I mean, Francis was, I thought, as I said from the the beginning, their best player. But I think it really comes down to, more than anything else, another bounce of the ball, how they played that one possession because at worst, they're going to be up one with the ball. And from there, you can see a way to the path to the end of the game. Virginia, though, off last year, off one of the heartbreaking losses of all time, a loss that almost destroyed their program, embarrassed them mortally. They went in the tournament this year, and they were scared to death against Gardner-Webb. They were almost afraid to play in the first half. I remember sitting here watching the game saying, oh my God, what is going on? It wasn't until the second half where they finally got their legs under them, trailing Gardner-Webb at the half, after going through what they did last year, and then remembering that they were down 45-42 to Oregon and hit two big threes and won that game. And they were out of it against Purdue. Now, Purdue, to me, let them back in the game. That was not anything they did. They let them back in the game. They had to make the pass, the catch, and the and the jumper to send it to overtime, no question. But Purdue let them back in the game. Auburn, they got themselves back in the game, the guy three, and then the three free throws. And then last night again, Another three to tie the game in the final seconds. So they had three games in a row where they were about dead. One, they were completely dead. The second one, they were virtually dead. And then last night, they were all but dead. And they came back and forced overtime twice, won all three games, won the two overtime games comfortably, and now have won a national championship. Uh, For Texas Tech, take a bow. It was a great run, absolutely great run. Their coach comes out of it a rising star. It'll be very hard to keep him at Texas Tech. Maybe they can keep him for one year, but it'd be lucky if they do that even. At least you know now he's not going to UCLA. And for Virginia, they have their vindication, and they have their national championship. Uh, the last two years they've been looking for this. Uh, they've been set up for this, and then they finally have it. And we got a great run of games. They really did. It really was. Now, the rating's not going to be great because of the two markets, but you know what? It was a heck of a game, and it's all you can ask for. When you got a game that's going, and these guys are making baskets, boom, boom. You know, the Moretti shot, uh, the Mooney shot in overtime. I mean, that's what we said. The Hunter shot. I mean, you saw some really wonderful plays. And, uh, again, it's all you can ask for. It was good entertainment. It really was. Congratulations to Virginia. Congratulations to Jack- Texas Tech and the Beard. Did a great job coaching the team. Now, you know that uh, St. John's is making a change. We can take your calls on that. I have, even though it's my school, I have no relationship to St. John's. So I don't know anything more than anybody else does about St. John's. There are a lot of schools I know a lot more about than St. John's. Um, I think it's important for them, knowing the school as well as I do, it is important for them to understand what they need, which they never do. Um, it's not a school for a first-year coach. You need coaching experience experience to coach at St. John's. It cannot be your first job. Also, it would be nice if they got a coach who wasn't looking at St. John's as a stepping stone. Now, St. John's should not be a stepping stone job, but it has become one. And it's a job where someone would still be looking at Mobile, even from St. John's, and that should not be the case. It should be a destination job. Hire someone who it will be a destination, who has no interest in leaving there, just has an interest in winning there. And someone who understands it, and someone who understands what it will take, and who will bring the right style, and the right connections, and the right ability, and could slide in there comfortably, and there's only one guy who can do all that, and that's Clues. And I know why... He's never been hired there. I understand that. That stuff has got to go by the boards. And he's the right guy for the job. I'm not knocking Bobby Hurley, who I understand has a relationship with the AD. I'm knocking Bobby at all. There are plenty of guys we could name who could do a good job there. But there's one guy who will take that job. He's a young 60. He can stay there for 10 years. He can hit the ground running and have that team up in no time playing end-to-end basketball at a very high level and have his team in the NCAA tournament year after year and have a team that can be a championship team within three years. Right guy, right time for the job. It should be a no-brainer. Back after this.